People work far more for a maybe than they will for certainty. A popular tactic that a covert narcissist use is intermittent reinforcement of that back and forth, that push-pull, the idealization, the devaluation, the idea of giving you something or wondering when you're going to get it time and time again, and it holds you out longer. Makes you feel that there's more hope, that there's potential, that there's a maybe of something coming. Sometimes we refer to this as, as breadcrumbing. Sometimes it's just gaslighting. Sometimes it's future faking. But it's the idea that they're putting thoughts, they're putting ideas out there that's going to happen. Or they're giving that praise and it's going to happen or it does happen for a moment. And then it's like, when is it going to happen next? And you're constantly wondering, going back and forth. Is that you? Are you struggling with that today? Is that something you're noticing just in this little intro here that you're noticing happening in your relationship? If so, you might be dealing with a toxic person that's using intermittent reinforcement to manipulate and to extend their stay in your life. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I do that in a couple different ways. Do that by having dropping nuggets of truth on all different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you don't follow me already, go out there and just click on it. Look up Raw Motivations. We also do that by having live events, typically like on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and on Monday nights inside our NARC app. We do this to be able to try to answer questions and just promote awareness. If there's anything in this episode that connects with you or that you resonate with or you know, hey, this person is dealing with this too, send it to them. Share this because more people need to understand what's going on. If someone had shared this with you a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, think of how that would have changed and transformed your life because a lot of people don't understand what's going on. If you're on your journey today and you need help with a community of like-minded people, then please go on to Apple or Google Play and find the NARC app. Just type in N-A-R-C. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's got, court, it's got courses on there to be able to help you understand what narcissism is, to show you how healthy dating after abuse, to help you build boundaries, help you understand the crazy making of gaslighting, so many different things on there to help you understand. But then also a community. You need support. You need a community that's going to help you grow, heal, and change on that process. You can ask advice. You can introduce yourself. You can give different thoughts of this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm sharing so that you can help other people and other people can help support you. It's a great place for accountability that you can log into every day to be able to track your no contact, to be able to record your truth, to be able to keep yourself on that path of, of growth, healing, and change. There's a way for you to book sessions from me, from other creators that are on there, other coaches that are willing to help you grow, heal, and change in all aspects. We also have every Monday night, the lives that are inside the app only. We've got the replays inside the app. You can come on screen. You can ask questions, almost like mini coaching in one sense that happens inside the app to be able to answer questions and help you. It's inside the app because it's secured, because sometimes people are going through stuff or have active situations that they don't want their face out there in public or their questions out there in public. So we keep that all private and secured to be able to help you and to be able to help protect you as you're going through these crazy and these trying times. We also have monthly coaching that happens every single month uh, on the first, typically on the first Monday of the month, where we'll have at least an hour where it's either with me or with one of the other coaches around the world that are helping you understand where to go from now, how to continue healing and growing and changing as you move forward. So check that out on Apple and Google Play. Just type in N-A-R-C, stands for NARC, 
narcissistic abuse recovery community. We'd love to have you join there. So what I'm talking about today is intermittent reinforcement. We've been looking at a book recently, which is called The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist by Debbie Mirza. Okay, and it talks here about intermittent reinforcement. I'm not going to butcher it today. It's fine. All right, so intermittent reinforcement is the context of a relationship when kindness and loving acts are not given consistently, but rather intermittently. In 30 Covert Emotional Tactics, author Adeline Birch writes, this is extremely powerful and effective manipulation tactic. In fact, psychology experts consider it the most powerful motivator in existence. And that's put in the hands of a narcissist, of a person that is very often an abuser and someone who's manipulating you each and every day. So let's look at it. Intermittent reinforcement is the conditioning behavior where the covert narcissist sets the rules. Their love is inconsistent and on their terms. It leaves you feeling unstable and longing for their love and attention. The relationship becomes a mixture of subtle cruelty and periodic affection. They will woo you and withdraw from you in a given moment. The conditions you keep trying to please them in order, this conditions you to keep trying to please them in order to get the reward of love. It brings you to a place where you lower your standards so much that you become grateful for mediocre treatment that you had never tolerated when you first met them. You end up believing that you don't deserve any better and that you're not worthy of any love and affection, or you think that is just what happens in marriages. In dating situations, covert narcissists will seem uncertain about you, and other times they will express how you are the one for them. You never know where you stand with them. It's so true. So many times when I talk to people on one-on-ones or I'm trying to help people like understand and give them clarity about their situation, they'll be like, I never knew what was going on. Like they never would define the relationship. They never would tell me what they wanted. Like it'd go back and forth. Like they'd spend like weeks with me, then they'd disappear for weeks and they'd go back and forth and they never had a clue because that is what they're trying to get you to hold on to is that hope, that potential, that maybe of what's coming. And that's what helps build a trauma bond. That's what keeps people stuck. The hard part about it is you end up believing that you don't deserve any better. You end up believing that this is what life looks like. You end up believing that this is defining your worth. That's one of the main reasons why I'm on here to help with awareness, growth, healing, and change. And really that boils down to a big aspect of helping dissolve the idea of cognitive dissonance in your mind of understanding, hey, I'm worth more than what this person treated me. I'm worth more than how they gave me reinforcement so intermittently that I didn't even know where I stood. Dr. Robert Spolowski, I'm going to butcher it, but a neuroendocrinologist and author, does a great job explaining on a YouTube video why intermittent reinforcement is such a powerful and effective manipulative tool. He explains that what happened to dopamine levels in monkeys when the reinforcement patterns changed during a study that was published a little more than a decade ago. The monkeys were trained to learn that when a light went on, if they pressed the lever, they'd receive a reward. They were rewarded every time. Dopamine levels did not rise when they got the reward. Instead, they rose in anticipation of the reward coming. Then the scientists changed the rules. The monkey did the same amount of work, but only got rewards half of the time. And the rewards were handed out unpredictably. What do you think happened to the dopamine levels? 
they rose to levels similar to someone when someone uses cocaine. This is what happens to the brain when you introduce the maybe into the equation. It is the incredibly powerful control tactic. People will work like mad for a maybe far more than they will for a certainty. Did you hear that? People will work. People work far more for a maybe than they will for a certainty. Oftentimes, people will continue to look and try and work in the relationship to try to get a person to do something, to accept something, to see something. And because they hold on to that hope and that potential, it ties them into a trauma bond and they get stuck. That intermediate reinforcement that they showed with like the monkeys gives you like the idea that they are so latched on to the idea of when that's going to happen. Like you see this in, in relationships with narcissists along the lines of like breadcrumbing of like, hey, this is going to happen. Or hey, here's, here's a tiny little bit and you accept that and you're like, oh my gosh, they love me. They, they took out the trash once in the month. They actually like said hello to me this week. And people start holding on and latching onto things that are so tiny. They're so minuscule and not a part of a healthy relationship. The monkeys were experiencing love bombing in the beginning. When the rules changed, it became the devaluation stage. See, it sets you up to work incredibly hard to receive those tiny morsels of love, that breadcrumbing. A covert narcissist will say loving things and nice things to you, compliment you, make you dinner, buy you gifts, but only on a random basis. Mixed in with nice, loving behavior that keeps you thinking this is the person you fell in love with, all, all, which is also belittling, that keeps you feeling weak, small, silent treatment that makes you think you've done something wrong, moodiness that makes you believe you are the source of their unhappiness, and several other means of making you feel insecure and not good enough. Did you feel the covert narcissist withdraw at times? Did you feel him kind of pull back? Because typically when that happens, the next person says, like, did I do something wrong? Like, what was it that I did? Did I do something that I shouldn't have? And it puts that doubt in your mind where you start thinking, like, wait a second, what did I do wrong? And the problem is, it says here, you'll, you will expend a lot of energy trying to bring them back to you, trying to undo whatever you might have done. Then they will be kind to you and you'll feel relief. It's an emotional roller coaster of them pushing and pulling you back and forth that builds the hope, the potential, the maybe that locks you in and keeps you coming back for more time and time again. You get addicted to that. And the only way to break that is to break the trauma bond, to break the addiction, to actually work on changing, rewiring your mindset so that you don't keep going back to someone who's toxically abusing you. That's what I work with people on a day-to-day -day basis with one-on-ones, with coaching, with group coaching to help them rewire their mindset. So otherwise, you just keep going back. How does it make you feel? It makes you feel desperate, dependent on their actions, working hard for a reward of love, for a tiny bit of love. Many times, victims will think that they're codependent because they act in a way that a codependent does. But in truth, is many victims are not codependent. They've been manipulated in such a way that they behave in ways they normally wouldn't. Maybe you notice in the relationship now that you're behaving completely different or you're accepting a lot less or your standards are much lower than when you first started with this person or when you were with anyone else in the past. You might be working through a process of getting intermittent reinforcement that has made you think, I deserve this or this is all I'm going to get. 
Oftentimes when you're in these toxic relationships, you start to settle for the breadcrumbs when you could experience the whole loaf. What you have to realize is you're worth so much more than what another person is making you feel.